When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Steve Smith chose to knock himself out rather than play a T20 series nobody cares about. This is Can't Bowl, Can't Throw. Look now. I can't wait to get going with the Look Now Super Giants. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I'm very excited. Um, to all the fans that have sent messages, a big thank you. I promise I'll give 100%. That was Mark Wood there. You're here with Kat Jones and Dan Lipke. And Mark Wood has been uh, snaffled by the, the Super Giants, a new IPL franchise. Yeah, fantastic. And, of course, he was doing one of the more entertaining welcomes mm. to well, all of the cricketers that have been snaffled by various teams have done a little tiny little piece to camera for the fans of yeah. the various IPL franchises. Yeah. I, I love how he just goes, look now. <laughs> look now. But also, if you go to the video of it, he's doing a kind of a, a little looking away from the camera, looking into the camera as well. Yeah, it's fantastic. It is very funny. Good work, Mark Wood. Yes, he was he was purchased for approximately $1.4 million Australian by, <laughs> by Lucknow. Or, or to be more precise, he was purchased for $400,000 and his imaginary horse uh, sold for the other $1 million. Good work, Mark Wood. This is the part of the show where we discuss the cricket news of the week. So lots of stuff going on in the world of cricket, but we have just time to cover the IPL auction. Yes, the IPL mega auction. Yes. Uh, not, not just an ordinary IPL auction, this is um, a mega auction. Yep, because nearly everyone uh, was up for grabs and they, they all swapped. Lots, yeah. of, lots of people swapped sides. Yeah. We're not going to go through the tedious no, no, uh, no, no. Uh, details of it all, except to say that Glenn Maxwell was was not put up for auction. No, they, they thought he, he had a good enough season last year that they decided to keep him. Which so means that RCB remains our, our team yep, our for this season. Team. Yes, yes. Uh, and and the reason I think they had the mega auction was because there were two new teams in the in the squad. Mm. So to make it fair, it's just like everybody has got to discard all all but three or four players, yep. and then uh, then we start the bidding all over again. So uh, what what are the two new teams? So the other one is the uh, Gujarat Titans yes. and the uh, the Lucknow Super <laughs> the Giants. Lucknow. <laughs> yeah, it's good, really really good to see a Super Giants franchise Absolutely, back. Absolutely, yes. definitely. Yes. Uh, and uh, how, how did the Australians go in in terms of the auction? Well, there were a few few unsolved. Mm. Uh, there was also uh, a few taking a bit of a pay cut. Mm. Uh, I think uh, Pat Cummins and Dave Warner both uh, had a bit shaved off their contracts. Yeah, they lost about a million dollars each. Was it a bit, bit disappointing for them? Uh, we... I, I think it goes on performance, right? So, so yeah. Dave Warner didn't have a fabulous season. Well, last Dave, season. Dave Warner ended up, ended up being axed from mm. uh, Sunrise. That's right. Yeah, that's right. And Pat Cummins, I mean, he had a, he had a good season when he was there, and then he just chose to go home. Yeah. So I guess well, there's so some pitiful excuse about having a baby or something. Yeah, and having yeah. COVID. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I guess that's you know fairly realistic. Although there ha- there were other players that uh, frankly aren't even going to be playing who, who sold for over a million dollars as well. Yeah, I think my favourite one of those was uh, uh, Jofra Archer. Jofra Archer got himself a cool one point five million. He's not not playing, 
not going to play. Still do a lot of media for them. Yeah. I mean, it, it would still be worth it, right? Mm, definitely. Having oh, him doing a lot of media. Yeah. 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 And, of course, the, they'll be able to retain him for the following seasons, which yeah. I think was the, the main consideration. Fantastic. But, but yeah. there, were, there were a few unsold. I mean, Labashain mm. remains unsold at this yeah, point. Yeah, I, I think He Labuschagne, may be sold by the time you listen to this podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. At this stage, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not sure whether it's all finalised or not yet, but uh, Labashain, Finch and Smith are all unsold. I think it depends whether they've spent all their money. Yeah. And a- Adam Zampa wasn't sold either. Mm. So, yeah. So Shakib Al Hassan. Yes. Uh, uh, and, and Matty Wade w- was unsold for a, a minute, but he, yeah. he was eventually sold. We, we did enjoy Matty Wade put himself up at the top <laughs> price, right? Yeah, he put himself at the maximum two crore base price, which is just under 400,000 Australian. Yeah. What a problem with the maximum price. What confidence from Matty Wade. Yeah, I, absolutely I, I, wonderful. I, I, I think uh, I theorised that it was basically, uh, I don't really care if I go or not, but if I'm going to go, I want to be paid a shit ton of money. Yeah. So I'll start at the maximum and then we'll work from there. It's a good theory and mm. the Gershwet Titans have got him for, mm. for over the, the price. I mean, they've ended up paying 446000 Australian. I don't know yeah. what that was in, yeah. in Crawl. He, they also took another keeper, Ridaman Saha, who was mm. unsold at the start. And so they've got two keepers. So I'll be interested to see because I love following yes. Matty Wade. Well, Matthew Wade... Uh, you don't need to play him as a keeper. You can play just exactly. as a batter. Yeah. 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 But he, he's an international too. So you want to have a, a local keeper mm. and an international yes. keeper on your side. It's a pretty good uh, combination. We have mm. no idea how these teams are going to go. No. Because everyone's been juggled so consistently. Yeah. Uh, but are you, a bit, are you a bit sorry for Cummins and Warner having yeah, to lose yeah. some money? Yeah, it's a little bit sad for them. Maybe we should start a Kickstarter or something <laughs> so you can get them a, a, a couple of million bucks to share, share between them. Yeah. yeah so a, I haven't had a close look at the RCB, our mm. team, but I, I know there's at least – Another couple of Aussies, right? Yeah. Hazelwood's there. Josh Hazelwood has joined, yeah. uh, so that'll that'll be good for Glenn to have a have a friend there. Um, I'm sure he's got uh, non-Australian friends as well, but ha- ha- have one that he he's hung around with in the Australian team. Yeah, and I think there's a few others, but I I, I completely lost track of them. But uh, Australia's best T20 cricketer is apparently not any of the names we've mentioned so far. Yep. Australia's best T20 cricketer is Tim David, uh, the man with two first names. Yep, and he was eventually sold for 1.53 million dollars Australian to. Mumbai Indians. <laughs> oh, that is so such a great story and, and other people have been reporting on it extensively. Mm. So we're just going to mention that he did start at – he put himself up for a low price, so yep. opposite strategy to Matty Wade. Yep. Started at 40 lakh, which is only about 75,000 mm. Australian. So good good on him. Yeah, well done to, to Tim David. Yep. And and then <laughs> scrambling afterwards, his team uh, Hobart said, oh, we better <laughs> offer him a BBL contract, <laughs> yep. a quick smart, yep. because they were worried someone was going to – someone else would snaffle him up. Yes, so, yes. So that's fantastic. I also like the Delhi Capitals ha- having mm. a solid top four with some Australians there. Mm-hmm. Warner's uh, with them now. Yep. Uh, uh, Shaw, Marsh and Punt. Oh, what wow. A, what that's a great lineup. That's a, that's a fun there. team, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, what else uh, caught our eye at the auction? Well, I mean, everyone's been talking about this too, the uh, the strange IPL moment where the auctioneer Hugh Edmeads collapsed uh, yes. with low blood pressure at one point and gloriously Charu Sharma was summoned to take over. He has such a beautiful voice. Yep. He's a commentator. We've heard him more often as a commentator. Apparently he's got auction experience. Oh, well, uh, it, it certainly <laughs> seemed to be the case because he just slips so smoothly into the role. Oh, he was he, very smooth. He was running late in traffic at one point, we, we heard reports of, but it didn't seem to bother him. He showed up. And no, because of course it wasn't a backup there. 
here. There's no third auctioneer. <laughs> yeah. uh, he had to. He, he got the call up from home. Where apparently he was at home recovering from a sprain after falling over. Otherwise, he would have been out working somewhere. All right. So he'd fallen over as well. So yeah. it wasn't just the. So what, what's with these auctioneers yeah. all falling over? That's right. They don't mm. look where they're going. Perhaps. Mm. Um, how, how did they select this auctioneer? Well, we were hoping it was an auction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Based I, on I, him demanding some massive fee. Yeah. He'll. he'll a base yeah. price. M- much like Tim David, he'll be. He'll go for squillions in the next IPL auctioneer beggar auction. I think. Oh I yeah, think good idea. And yes. well, he was the, probably the best buy, right? Of yes. the IPL auction. And, and and I think you particularly <laughs> enjoyed. Uh, uh, his kind of annoyance when there were no bids on any players. <laughs> well, we knew he was going to be annoyed because as uh, as he was starting off the auction, he was, well, where are the bids? I can wait a bit longer. I, I do like this player. And so we knew he yes, was going to be... he had his own opinions on yeah, players too, didn't he? he? Just like, oh. We knew he was going to be devastated when finally someone didn't get snaffled and it yes. was, uh, who was it, Muhammad Nabi? Muhammad Nabi, yes. And he's like, 100 lux? Nobody? Nobody? I can wait all day. <laughs> oh, he was really cranky. Yeah, uh, yeah. Eventually, Nabi was sold, right? Yeah, he went to uh, KKR. He right. was passed, passed on the first round, but he, he, he got back in again. So I'm sure uh, sure uh, Charu Sharma will be very happy about that. Yeah, well, Hugh Edmeads, of course, says uh, unsold. But uh, <laughs> beautifully, Sharma says uh, he has been passed. <laughs> which, uh, yeah, that's, that's good too. So yeah. I, I also like uh, my favourite moment, though, was when he was asking the various teams who had bid on somebody if they were good, if they were good for the money. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that was very funny. I think it was Mumbai, right? Yeah, um, he was doing it frequently. I yeah, think he was. Yeah. Yeah, are you good for the money? Not so much that they could have, you know, that they were actually going to pay or not default <laughs> on the money, but whether or not he they were going to nod for the next highest bid. Mm. But it was still a lovely it's, turn yes. of phrase. Please support capitalism by checking out these sponsors. All right, so this uh, episode of the podcast is uh, unusually sponsored by not anything we're involved with. It's, no. <laughs> it's, uh, it's uh, another podcast. Uh, so friend of the podcast, Dave Tickner, and uh, brother of friend of the podcast, Mick Tickner, have started a new podcast. Uh, uh, this one's about cricket cliches, and it's called, uh, called, well, it's called Ahead of the Eight Ball, right? Yeah, yeah, well, it, it's sometimes called that. <laughs> so sometimes it's also called Behind the Eight Ball. So the first episode yeah. is called Behind the Eight Ball because that's what they originally were going to call it. Yep. And then they had to change the name to Head of the, Ahead of the Eight Ball. Is that I, presumably because there's like five or six snooker podcasts that are already so. called the other? Uh, yeah, so the I think they're just trying to confuse as many people as possible, but uh, try not to be confused. You can, you can Try and get ahead of the eight ball. Yes. <laughs> get ahead of the eight ball by going to aoteb.podbean.com and that's where you can find links to this podcast. You can search for it on usual podcast providers, but I don't think they've got it up on all of them yet. So start at that Podbean link. And, and of course, it's their best episode yet, their first yep. one. Yep, first one, best one. Best uh, one to date. Yes. And I, I also like the fact that brother or friend of the podcast, <laughs> you, you're almost qualified as for a blood versus water survivor entry on Definitely. That, that basis. Yes, yes. We look forward to challenging them next time. And so, yes, as we mentioned, we're not involved with this one yet, although uh, we <laughs> would, um, we'll, we'll see how we Danny's go. Dan is angling to be involved. Definitely. When's the short ball coming? Short ball obviously plays a huge part. Get yourself to play the short ball. The worst thing to do, play the short ball. Or you're playing the short ball. Yeah, we're going to talk about playing the short ball. All right, so here's our short ball segment. Thank you, KP. Uh, This is where we take a closer look at a particular recent delivery. 
uh, from a recent match. And this time around, we're looking at the, I think it's the second last ball of the 20th over of Sri Lanka's run chase against Australia in the second T20 of the five-game series. The one that yes. Steve Smith knocked himself out of rather than continue taking part in. The sneaky five-game series. Yes. Have we had an update on Steve Smith? Uh, yeah, he's not playing the rest of the series. He's uh, he's concussed um, and as a precaution, they're just saying, all right, this is, no one really cares about this series. Have a rest. Mm, yes. Good idea. So this ball is uh, Stoinis to Thikshana with uh, Sri Lanka needing six runs off two balls to win and Sri Lanka have uh, pretty much come from nowhere to, yeah. to be in this game at one point they needed 46 off the last three overs and then some big hitting off the the, the third last over and the second last over uh, got it down to 19 off the last over to be yeah Hasaranga was just sending them into the stands they were hitting far more sixes than Australia hit yeah yeah it was uh, got, got very exciting at the end and, and most importantly uh, Sri Lanka deciding that they were going to surge back into the contest uh, shut up all the commentators who were just droning on endlessly about the IPL auction. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was right. very tedious, so good work from Sri Lanka for, yeah. for getting back into it. So how did uh, Stoinis's last over go? Well, first he <laughs> bowled wide, which yes. is always very exciting when mm. you, you're doing some death bowling. Mm. And he, he's trying to get it in the channel outside yes. off. Yep. And he's uh, bowled wide and then uh, the next one went for four. Yes. So it was a good start. It was a very <laughs> good start. And then uh, there was a th- some somehow a fire alarm went off in the stands. We all <laughs> thought it was – well, some of us thought it was a no ball. Yeah, we were all <laughs> being – been trained by the IPL auction that, or the IPL that uh, no ball, a siren means there's been a no ball. So, oh, yeah. my God. But, but no. no. Everyone else thought that was hilarious. But yeah. Yeah, if you've watched enough IPL, it's actually it's yes. really quite sensible. It's, it's Pavlovian. It's just like yeah. siren, someone's just bowled a siren, must be a no ball. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then uh, I think uh, Nasanka was out to a skied ball in the outfield. Mm. And this one was almost a no ball as well because it was perilously close to waist high. Yeah, I, it, was, I, it was definitely a full t- high full toss. Yeah, I think if uh, Sri Lanka had bowled it to Australia and it had been tight, I think the third umpire might have come back and said, no, nah, that's a no ball based on uh, precedent this summer. Mm. Uh, but instead it was called uh, a fair delivery. Yep. It's and then Thick Shanker was the new batter. Yeah, so they did, they did 12 off three balls at this stage. We're not at the short ball yet, but we're building <laughs> up to it. And th- this was the one that uh, he hit for six, but mm. in, the, in the process, Steve Smith tried to knock it back and, and landed with his head on the, the outfield. Yep, so that, that's uh, that's kind of next level batting there from Thick Shanker. He not only scored six runs, he knocked out one of Australia's better batters uh, for the next three matches. Oh, so, yes. So he's, he's not just playing to win this match he's playing to win the entire series yeah he should have been man of the series perhaps for that yeah and that that brings us finally to to the actual short ball um which is Stoinis to Thikshana again. And, and is, this a, is this a short ball? Or is no, no, it's a wide it's ball. It's a wide ball, oh, It's yes. another wide ball. So he's again trying to get it in the channel. And, uh, well, what did they need at this point? They needed a six, really. They needed they? six runs off two balls. Yep. And so this wide, though, it bounced on the line. Yeah. And then kind of kept moving away. It kept so moving <laughs> away. So I think it bounced in line with the line when it first bounced. But it was still, you know, in front of the crease at that point. So yeah. by the time it actually went past the crease, it was definitely outside the line. But somehow the umpire didn't call it yeah yeah as it passed the batter it was outside the line and uh anyway Sri Lanka did not review it I don't even know if they could have could they I'm not sure they're allowed to actually review a a wide they should be though I I think you should be allowed to review anything on the cricket field if you've got a review up your hand um, yeah yeah, you should be able to say no we reckon that's a wide yeah have another look at that one umpires it was pretty dodgy but anyway that sent the game to a super over so the second second tie for us for the day we've already had a tie in junior cricket yeah so they needed uh they got a buy off that non-call 
worldwide, which meant they needed four off the final ball for a super over or a six to win it, and they ended up hitting that four. So yes, it was mm. a it was a it was a tie. Uh, I did enjoy our at uh, cricket flog on Twitter, who as the last ball was about to be bowled said, "Bowl underarm, you coward!" Yes. So come on, Stoinis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Australia ended up winning the Super over. Yeah. Uh, Josh Hazelwood conceded a, a miserly five runs. Mm. Uh, RCB's Josh Hazelwood, <laughs> uh, five runs. And but the most exciting thing about this match, though, was uh, earlier, actually, mm. and, it, and it wasn't a short ball, but it was no. uh, four overs from the wonderful new uh, bowler, Nuan Thushara, who, mm. who got his cap in this match. Yes. Got his cap from Malinga, and he, and he bowls just like Malinga. Do you think he bowls like him because he got the cap from him? Is that is that Malinga's power? Is Malinga's oh, power yeah. Just yes. transferred via cap to Previously other Previously, he was a, he was a left-handed. left arm orthodox yeah, yeah, that's right. But now, uh, anyway, he took one for 40 from his four overs. Yeah. It was a good that's debut. Like okay start, yeah. It doesn't quite sum up the gloriousness of his wonderful slinging and how wonderful he was to watch. So. Yes, yes. So, yeah, that was good. Any other any other highlights in that match? Uh, well, both Steve Smith and Glenn Maxwell managed to run out batters with direct hits from outside the circle, which was pretty impressive. Mm. Uh, just these frenetic, in the you know, these frenetic final overs, they threw it from a long way away and hit the stumps. And yep. That was very exciting. Maxwell pretty much had to do something spectacular in the field because he dropped two catches, which, while challenging for an average human being, should pretty easily mm. have been taken by Glenn Maxwell. He I usually would, would take catches yes. like that with an ice cream in the other hand. But, uh, <laughs> Definitely. Not yes. this time. Yes. And I, I guess the other thing I, I'm enjoying about this series is that I had to write a preview of this for the ABC Cricket Magazine back before the the World Cup last oh, year. So really? I've been waiting for this series for like five what months What did you predict something. back then? Uh, I think I predicted that, that Mitchell Stark would be playing, which he, he wasn't, <laughs> so that's a shame. Uh, but yeah, but in, in general, I think my predictions are okay. I predicted... Uh, you know, Hasaranga would be playing and w- would be a threat and uh, a few mm. other Sri Lankan speedsters. So, And, uh, yeah, and I think the other thing, as we mentioned, uh, was that it's not been the most popular of, of uh, series of the summer. Well, you I don't say. think anyone knows it's on. <laughs> well, it's, uh, it's not being <laughs> it's shown not been on free air TV. Yeah. yeah, so it's just on pay TV. And uh, the th- second match, this one that went to the Super Over, had a crowd of 6,305, which I assume they just mistook it for a Sheffield Shield match and mm. thought, we're, we're not showing up. Yes, yes, possibly. Anyway, go to the next one, people. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I, I think it's uh, admirable in its way that Australia fans are sticking with their apathy about T20 internationals. <laughs> Uh, the Australians have never really loved it. And just because we win a, a T20 World Cup, we're, we're not going to change <laughs> our attitude. Yeah. Yeah. So no fair weather fandom uh, from Australian fans. Ah, can't ball, can't throw, coming live. Thanks for tuning in and taking your time. The underappreciated act of the week. The funniest and crazy plays of the week. Who is going to join the honorary board? The number one Scott Moller Award. Here we are in the Muller Award for underappreciated acts in cricket this week. And we're going to nominate Stuart Broad, yes. one of our favourites, uh, who apparently is furious about uh, not being selected or continues to be furious. Continues to be. So I think he was a nominee last week uh, for, for, being for, for, not, for not being selected. Or, or maybe the ECB was a nominee last yes, week. Yes, maybe. But, but we've switched it now to Stuart because he, he's still furious. He wrote, uh, wrote his column and uh, I think my favourite quote in the column was, uh, I took 11 wickets in the final two Ashes matches. I've been test match standard for a long time and for the last eight years you could say world class. So good, good <laughs> modesty there from, from Stuart Broad. He, he needs to settle a bit because he's going to be a fabulous commentator provided he doesn't do a Shane Warne on us and all he ever mentions is how he was unfairly yes. dropped from the test side every time he commentates. Yeah. So we need to uh, get him back on side I think before he 
moves into his commentary career. Yes, definitely. So yeah, mm. hope, hopefully he'll he'll reemerge. Uh, I mean, but based on, I, I think it's a little bit unfair. I can, I can almost not quite, but almost understand them saying, "All right, Jimmy Anderson, you're 39 years old. Maybe we'll move on." Poor old Stuart Broad's just 35, and yeah. he's just been lumped in the same basket as being exactly the same. So yeah, they don't. They're not joined. You don't yeah. have to select them and deselect them at the same time. Yes, yes, and I, I, I do do like the idea that uh, Stuart Broad would, might might go screaming at the selectors, you know, stop moving the goalposts. Stop moving the robots. <laughs> or maybe stop moving the stumps. Yeah, something. But he's, yeah, it is a bit unfair for him, but uh, it feels like he probably has been yelling uh, in the background there. <laughs> he, he may well have been. He may not be the most uh, easy person to deal with. Maybe it's, um, maybe Jimmy Anderson's the one who wrangles him. Maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah. According to your screenplay, that would be the case. Mm. So who else are we nominating? Uh, poor old Will Pekoski, I think, has got to be nominated oh, for God, a has Mueller. he been hit in the head again? He has been, yeah. So he had to be subbed out of the Sheffield Shield match with concussion and everyone kind of leapt to the obvious conclusion that he'd been, you know, hit, hit in the head by a, a ball in the nets or something. Turns out that wasn't the case. He somehow managed to kick a volleyball into his own head during the warm-up oh, and great. give himself a concussion. Uh, so while the concussion bit's not funny, the yeah. uh, the fact that he, he managed to do it by <laughs> kicking a volleyball into his own head seems yes. very strange. And I, I think for his own health, Will Pukowski must retire from volleyball. It's just... Uh, <laughs> No good for him. And, and if he won't do it, I think Volleyball Australia must step in and say, <laughs> no more, Will. Yep. I feel like he's also not quite knowing what to do with a volleyball might be a problem. <laughs> yeah, you don't you head know, it. Don't, you don't head – well, maybe you do head them, but uh, – You don't yeah, kick you, them. You shouldn't be kicking them. Yep. You shouldn't be doing any of that stuff with a volleyball. Yeah, right. so, yeah. Not 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 good for poor old Will Bukowski. So, I think uh, I think people are looking now, maybe saying, maybe just take a break from all sport for a year or two. And I think uh, Dan Bredick on Twitter pointed out today that even if he took a couple of years off and just may, maybe kept his hand in with a little bit of grade cricket and – you know, went to uni, did did the kind of things that Pat Cummins mm. did for a few years while he was, you know, had chronic injury issues. Then maybe Will Pukowski could sort himself out and maybe come back and he'd still end up be 25 in a couple of years' yeah. time. He's a, he's a baby. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So maybe just relax and take your time and recover, Will. That would be good. So we've got another nomination mm. here for Ben Stokes. Yes. This is my favourite nomination, I think. <laughs> I'm going early on it. It's yep. Ben, ben F.T. Stokes, yes, right? Yes, yes, Ben F.T. Stokes. Uh, who's who has, as the name would mention, uh, got himself into the NFT. He's done a lot of research on this, mm. and uh, people are being being a little bit upset about him, and that's because uh, most people hate the NFTs, yes, right? Yes, yes, and it's popular to hate them, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and it's a. Uh, uh, so, something that uh, Ben somehow didn't uh, didn't discover, uh, didn't realise that people were so upset about NFTs. Mm. But he, he did this very uh, very uh, cranky tweet, and he said, "If you think I'm quote," and he actually, <laughs> I think one of my favourite bits about this tweet <laughs> is he, he said, "If you think I'm quote," and then in quote marks, <laughs> put scamming people. If you think I'm quote quote scamming people quote. Yeah, by saying thanks to a company for cre- creating something that all caps I myself thinks is cool, then you got it. All caps, so wrong. <laughs> what I will say is if you put put six months of research into this space like me, you would probably think different. Huh. So he's uh, put a lot of research into it. Um, but and it sounds like he should be playing more cricket if he's got <laughs> that much time for researching NFTs. Yes. Um, as uh, one of our friends on Twitter, 127J underscore H said, uh, LOL at Ben Stokes, six-month deep dive into NFTs, not preparing him for some people don't like NFTs. <laughs> 
<laughs> Indeed. Yes. And I wonder, I, I want to know which ones he's bought. I mean, he's clearly bought some. Mm. He, he's vested interest in not just his own NFTs doing well, but yeah. I reckon he's bought some of some other people. Oh, I hope so, yeah. You know, Maybe know. he bought that one uh, last week uh, of uh, yeah. Danny White proposing to Virat Kohli. Could be. Or the one of, um, of Botham. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, all, all rounder to all rounder, uh, great England all rounder. Yes, yeah, he would think that was funny. That one, yeah, probably. Yes, mm. and I've I've got one more uh, late breaking uh, uh, Muller nomination. This is from the Pakistan Super League. So this is uh, the last ball of the Islamabad United v Karachi Kings match, and Karachi need two to win and one to tie. And Chris Jordan is on strike, and he hits the ball straight back to the bowler. It's lofted back to the bowler, who somehow manages to drop a relatively easy mm. caught and bowled, which is a little bit embarrassing for him. But he uh, this is. Uh, Wakas Maksud, the bowler, and he somehow manages, despite this this clumsy drop, to scramble after the ball, pick it up, and then run Jordan out before Jordan can reach the other end. So he, wow. he uh, Islamabad United win by one run, huh. and uh, Wakas Maksud costs himself a forfeit in the process. Though I thought you, I thought this was heading in a direction of <laughs> him pinging down the stumps, missing, and then losing the match. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, he won the match, so that, that good work. Oh, so he dropped the catch, still won the match with a run out. Excellent, but no near as funny as uh, is perhaps losing the match completely. No, the, the, I think I think that's uh, reserved. I think Stuart Broad famously did that once in a, yes. in a T Twenty World Cup. So and we uh, can't have two Stuart Broad nominations. We can't, so. definitely can't. Yes, but who's going to win? Who who do you think is winning out of those? Four so you, you've got uh, Ben F T Stokes. Oh as, yeah, I as, like Ben F T Stokes. Yeah, I, I think I think that's pretty good. I, mm. I, I think it's a bit cruel to give it to poor old Will Pukowski for, for being hit in or the head. Or Stuart again. Broad. Yeah, Stuart Broad's got enough. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's give it to Ben F T Stokes. Uh, uh, congratulations, Ben. Uh, you've got an NFT uh, of this exact uh, moment in our podcast. We'll, yep. we'll NFT it and uh, sell, sell it to you for $1.5 million. I dare you to send him one and see if he adds it to his collection. <laughs> I'll do that if I can ever work out how to do it. <laughs> uh, but I think that wraps it up for this week. You've been listening to Dan Lipke. I'm at Lieb Cricket on Twitter. And Kat Jones at CricketBackCat. And you can follow us on at Can't Bowl Throw on Twitter. You can like us on Facebook. You can go to can'tbowlcan'tthrow.com. Track us down somewhere on the internet. And we will see you all again next week. Bye.